Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Crush Your Goals with Christy podcast, your place to kick overwhelm to the curb and crush your goals with confidence. This is a place where you don't have to feel lonely anymore, where you can find clarity over confusion and you can get the confidence to achieve your dreams. I'm your host, Christy Johnson, community builder, wedding photographer, and your personal business bestie. Today's episode is all about how to create consistent content with your phone. Before we dive in, I want to invite you to my live masterclass. It's going to be on October 10th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and it's all about why your business leaves you feeling empty and stressed out and how to get inspired again. It's going to be on October 10th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. If you are watching this at a later date, you can still go there. You can still go to christyjohnsoncreative.com slash masterclass and you can still watch the masterclass recording. So I would love to see you there. So if you're joining anytime after um, this, you can still go there um, and sign up to to watch them. But I would love to have you live. It will be so amazing to have you there. Um, there's going to be bonuses for anyone who signs up live. So please come and see me at christyjohnsoncreative.com slash masterclass. All right, I want to talk to you today about how to create content with your phone and how to make that content look consistent. So maybe you've been scrolling on Instagram before and you have seen someone's post and you immediately knew who whose account the post came from um, without even seeing their handle. And then you look and you're like, yep, I knew that was so-and-so's um, photo or their content or whatever. Maybe you've wondered before, how do people get things to look so consistent? And can I do this with my phone? Can I do this on my own? I'm a huge believer in um, hiring branding photographers or videographers to come and take photos and videos of you working. That's amazing. And I think we should do it regularly. But in the meantime, um, in the between phases or when you're just starting out in business and you don't have any money, I really do believe that you can create your own content and I want to empower you to create your own content. So I'm going to talk to you about the three keys to taking consistent photos and then I'm going to give you some content ideas on the things that you can post on your Instagram or your TikTok or whatever, um, things that you can do with your phone where you're creating them just with your phone. Okay, so let's dive in. We're going to first talk about the three keys to taking consistent photos. And these are across the board, whether you're shooting with a camera or an SLR or mirrorless camera or whatever. Um, this is just some keys to creating consistent photos and getting your photos to look good um, and how to make it easier on yourself when you're editing later. Um, so there are three keys to consistent photos and let's just dive right in. <clears throat> number one, the number one key to consistent photos is lighting. Lighting is the number one step to consistent photography. If you have great light, then you're not gonna have to spend a ton of time editing and your photos are naturally gonna look better. Um, the kind of light that you're looking for is clean, even, and bright. I'm going to talk to you about each one. So first, clean light. What do I mean by clean light? Well, by clean, photographers usually mean um, they're either talking about looking at the whites of the photograph or they're looking at skin tones. Um, if you're taking photos of a product, then you don't have to worry about skin tones. But if you're taking photos of people, then you do. So you want the whites to look white and you want skin tones to look natural. Um, 
that's what you want by clean light. And you want to be able to see details. If the, we, a lot of times we'll talk about clean light versus muddy light. Um, so natural light is going to be clean using an off-camera flash or a ring light is going to be clean. Um, but using a light in your home that's like that soft white light bulb, that's going to give you more muddy photos. It's just the nature of the light. And by muddy, it's like where you can't see the details very well. It might look a little bit grainy. It might look a little bit fuzzy or soft. Um, you want clean light. So you want your whites to look white, your skin tones to look natural, and you want to be able to see the details. The easiest way to get clean light in your house is to use natural light like window light. It's the easiest way. You don't have to buy anything extra. Some light bulbs in homes give off like a warm hue, so like soft white light bulbs. Um, and some of them give off a cool or a blue hue. So it's best to just go ahead and find a window and put yourself in front of that. So if you're taking photos of yourself, you want to be standing in uh, with the window in front of you. And or maybe if you have a place in your house where there's two windows on either wall, like ca like catty corner to each other, put yourself kind of in between them so that you get light coming in on you from both sides. Um, that's the best. If you're watching the video of this podcast recording, I have walls, I have windows on this side of me and, and windows um, like in front of me. So there's light coming in on two sides. And then I have this natural, um, like a tannish, creamish colored, it's more cream. It's like soft white um, walls. So and the walls are all that color. So that's naturally, naturally helping to give clean light um, where you can see details. So this is like the best light in the house. I love it. So you want to put yourself there. So you also want to make sure that there aren't too many color casts affecting the light. A color cast is when another object somewhere off to the side of your setup casts a color onto the subject. So whether you're taking product photos, flat lays, um, a setup or whether you're taking photos of people, a color cast is when another light um, is like casting a color. So for example, when I, if you're looking at this video, I hope you guys can watch this video. I have this red device. It's my um, interface. I can't pull it into the camera, I don't think, but when I move it close to me, you can see it puts a little bit of red onto my face, but when I move it away, the red goes away. So what you're wearing can affect the, the color. Oh, now you can really see it. This is because the light is reflecting onto this red object and casting it back onto my face. So you want to watch out for things like that. Um, this could be something that you're wearing like a red scarf or a pink shirt or a green shirt or whatever. Like that's going to affect the way that the light reflects off of it and onto your subject. Um, so you also want to think about like, what do your walls look like? Maybe you have blue walls in your kitchen and maybe that's going to reflect onto your photos. When you're shooting outside, the most common one is a green color cast from the grass or a red color cast from like brick buildings or something. So it's best to find a clean spot where there's a natural reflector. So if you're shooting next to brick buildings, put someone in front of the, um, put someone where there's pavement, um, like white or gray pavement in front of them so that way there's a monochromatic like a neutral color reflecting the light onto their face um if you are shooting outside um <clears throat> in grass like near nature put them on the edge of the grass where there's pavement reflecting back up to their face 
or don't put them right underneath a tree because there's going to be sunlight coming through the tree and it's going to reflect that green all onto their face. Pull them out of the tree a little bit. There can still be trees behind them. There can even be grass in front of them. That's totally fine. But one thing that Caitlin James says is she says, give your subjects access to the sky, their faces. So have them be able to look up and see the sky. The sky is going to act as a secondary light source and give clean light onto their faces. So that's the most common thing shooting outdoors. If you are um, in a home, it's best to find a place that has clean light um, with not too many color casts. If you don't have a place like that, like if all your walls in your house, none of them are uh, neutral colors, then you can set up a simple backdrop with some poster boards or a sheet or um, a fabric that you really like that you want to have as your photos. You can do a black backdrop or something like that. Like just make it your own. But it needs to be clean light. So the whites need to look light. Uh, the whites need to look white. Um, and it doesn't need to look muddy. You need to be able to see the details. Next, you want to find even light. By even light, I mean that there aren't too many spots that are too bright or too dark. So if you are shooting inside, maybe you have blinds on your window and it's brighter where the light is showing through. We call that a hot spot. You don't want that. You don't want hot spots on your photos. If you're shooting outside underneath trees and sometimes the light comes in and it's like dappled, that's not going to be even unless it's your style. Like if you're like dappled light is where it's at. Great. Good for you. But if you want um, clean light, even light, then you then you just want to pay attention to that. So we call the bright spots the highlights and the dark spots the shadows. Um, so you want there to be evenness between those two. <clears throat> you don't want too many shadows. So look for light that has even um, and consistency all the way throughout, even in the background. If the background is super, super bright, um, then it's going to be, it's not going to be good. So usually shooting with a window off to the side will get what you want. Just watch out for shadows that you might cast by standing over the product. If you're doing product photos, um, you really just need to pay attention and do some trial and error to achieve even light. All right, the third thing is you want to find bright light, but not too bright. It needs to be pretty bright, but not harsh. You'll get harsh light if your room inside is dark and the light coming in is very bright. So I often find that the best place to take photos is on a porch or in a room that has a lot of window lights. For example, like I said, the one right now has windows on two sides, two walls. Two of the four walls have windows on them. That's great. Um, if you're shooting with uh, natural light, it's best to make sure that it's during the day um, so that you can get that at consistent look. Now, if you can't shoot during the day, then you'll need to create an artificial light setup because a lot of times lights in homes, they're just, they're just not it. They're usually going to give you that muddy look because they're usually soft white. So a lot of times photographers will do artificial light anyways, because the light outside can look different from day to day. If you want to use artificial light, then that's so great. Just make sure that your light is even and that it doesn't have a ton of shadows. And also make sure you're not mixing colors of light bulbs. You might need to add a second light to avoid shadows and just move the lights around until you get even light on your product. A lot of ring lights will let you be able to control the temperature of the light. Like you can have it be warmer or um, more yellow. You can have it be cooler or more blue. Um, just make sure that you don't have like competing colors if you're using two lights. So um, make sure you choose the right setting where your whites look white when you're photographing them. So to have consistent photos, try to use the same setup for each photo and try to shoot at the same time of day that you're photographing. That's why people will usually photograph a bunch of products at once so that they look um, consistent. 
All right, number two, let's talk about the next key to consistent photos, and that's composition. The composition of a photo is just the way that you rearrange the objects in the frame of the photo. So for product photos, you can just put it right in the center. Um, If you're doing a flat lay, then you could have a bigger setup and take a wider shot and then focus on smaller pieces, like get in close to little details to see more of them. Um, And I also think that for product photos, you also want to take different angles. So showcase it at like turned on its side, um, zoom in to show details. If you're doing a piece of art, take one wide shot where you can see the whole piece and then maybe zoom in and focus on little details, um, all those kinds of things. Composition can get a lot more technical and we can talk about things like the rule of thirds, um, which is really important. You can look it up, do some of your, your own research on it. But in general, if you're taking a photo of like a headshot of a person, you want their eyes to be in the top third of the photo, like on that line, if you're splitting it up into thirds, you want it to be right on the line. You want their eyes to be right there. I usually center people if I'm doing like a headshot and then you want their eyes to be right on that line. You don't want too much space above their head um, and you don't want their eyes to be too close to the top. If you're doing a photo, like a full length photo of someone, you don't want uh, their head cut off. You don't want their feet cut off. Um, you don't want too much space in one. Just just play around with it. Um, have some fun with it. Do some trial and error. And just take a step back and think, how would it look if I try this? What if I turn the other way? Will the light be cleaner? What can you do to find those things that are going to make it look better and more consistent? And the way to um, keep it consistent is by doing the same thing, like similar things every time. People curate their Instagram feeds so much to get that consistency. Okay, so you can totally do that. Another thing to think about with composition is having straight lines. If your backdrop has lines, make sure you straighten your product to the line so that there's no competing lines or the object or whatever. Um, And avoid taking crooked photos. Like that used to be cool in 2011, but it's not cool anymore. (laughs) So look for a straight line in your image and crop the image afterwards when you're editing to make sure that it's straight. You can focus on different angles of the product. I think that's a great idea, Um, like I mentioned before. And again, do some trial and error and figure out what you like best. All right, the third thing to consistency is the editing. This is the final key to, to uh, when someone sees a photo and they think, oh my goodness, that's so-and-so's image. It's usually the editing. <clears throat> if you have your lighting and your composition nailed down, the editing is going to be a breeze. But sometimes you do need to do some back-end editing. So when you're editing, I think it's best to edit in an app like Lightroom as opposed to using a filter because um, you're just going to have more control. Lightroom Mobile is free and it's really easy to use. If you need help understanding Lightroom Mobile, I have a video tutorial that I will link in the description. So the biggest way to make your editing consistent is to go for that clean light that we talked about. Make sure your whites look white and not yellow or blue. So for this, you're going to focus on the temperature slider and the tint slider. The great thing about having the option to edit your photos afterwards is that if your light wasn't perfectly consistent when you took the photo, you can fix some of it in editing, but not all flaws can be fixed and it can be pretty time consuming if you just didn't take a great photo to begin with. So the best thing to do is to get it nailed down in camera. Next, you always want to crop consistently. So take your photos from the same angle. If you're an artist, do a uh, top up, top down angle. And do that every time. People are going to be able to know that that's you. Or maybe hang it on the wall and crop it the same way every time. People will say, oh, that's so-and-so's photo because of the way that she takes the photo. Um, Or if you zoom in, do it at the same couple of angles. Don't do like 30 angles and have them all just on your feed with no rhyme or reason. 
Have a few things that you do and then repeat the process. That's going to make it more consistent. Um, so again, when you, you can always crop afterwards, make sure those lines are straight. Think about the composition that you like and try to achieve that. So it's totally okay if you like don't shoot it straight or if it's a little bit off-centered, you can always fit it in uh Fix it in post. <laughs> but like I said, try your best because the more that you nail in camera, it's going to be easier for you. So those are kind of the keys to consistency. And you may have a style that you like. Maybe you like your backdrop to look a certain way. Maybe you like your editing to have more contrast or to be more moody. Or maybe you do like things to be warmer. Maybe you like things to be cooler. Maybe you think like things to be really uh, vibrant and have the colors be really bold. Do things that you like. Take a look at other people's feeds that you really enjoy and make note of what you enjoy about them. What are they doing that you like and why do you like it? And kind of create your own style based on those things that you like from lots of people's. I'm not saying copy someone's. I'm saying look at a lot of people's and say, what do you like about them and why? And then create your own style based on that. If someone's colors are really bright, then go for that in your editing. And again, you can watch that um, editing tutorial linked in the description to get more details about that. All right, I last uh, the last thing I wanna do is talk to you about some things that you can do with your phone to create content. There's so many things that you can do um, to put together on your Instagram feed or TikTok or whatever. You can do little videos of yourself. Instead of a selfie, do a little video. You can put that in like a two-second video. You can put that in your reels. And you can um, take some pictures of yourself, have someone take pictures of yourself working at your computer or doing your craft or working with people, whatever it is. If you don't have someone to help you, then you can set up a tripod and video yourself moving around and you can take stills of the video and put those up. You can also take um, some photos of the tools that you work with. If you're a photographer, take some photos of the camera, take some photos of your laptop, Take some photos of your office desk setup and use them as filler on your Instagram or your website. If you're an artist, take some photos of paintbrushes and paints. Or if you um, do fiber arts, do the needles and the yarn or the thread. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's so many things that you can do. It's also a great idea to incorporate video into your feed. Video is really, really important these days, and you don't have to make it uh, stressful. You can just talk to the camera and tell them about a tip that you, um, you want to teach them. You can, like I said, do film videos of yourself working. You can film a time lapse of what you're working on. If you're um, putting together a piece of furniture or if you're painting something, whatever it is that you do, put together a time lapse. If you're cooking something, do a time lapse. Or do a short video of what you're working on and put some fun music to it. Um, there's so many things that you can do. So um, hopefully this has helped you to create some consistent content. Again, I want to I want to see you at my live masterclass on October 10th on why your business leaves you feeling stressed and lonely and how you can get inspired again. You can go to christyjohnsoncreative.com slash masterclass to see that. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time on Crush Your Goals with Christy.